Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast is your life today. And have a happy, happy Labor Day. It's one of those days where I just think to myself, alright, there has to be something going on here. And then before I knew it, I was just about to press the record button, and then everything just came according to whack. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple. Going out, working consecutively these past couple of days, raining as shit all day, every day, mind you, aside from the storm and aside from everything else. And just when I think, you know what, let me just sit down, let me just cool off, think about what it is that I'm going to say, and then before I knew it, fireworks. Because everyone likes to blow shit up, and then everyone likes to create noise and chaos. It's one thing about a voice actor is the fact that maybe for the things that really, really bother us, we need absolute silence. We need absolute silence. And it just got me thinking every now and then, what if I just decided to just upgrade? And when I say upgrade, I mean upgrade to the freaking max. Let me just be at a point where I'm like, you know what? Let me just, let me go and get a studio bricks. Why the hell not? But then I thought to myself, you know what? It's better for me to wait to see if I can actually get a house of my own because the amount of space or the weight, I don't think my current floor can even support that. And, you know, it's just one of those days where it's like, God damn, I really wish I had the money or even the means to do something like that. But now is not the time. You know, sometimes sometimes it's always best to just gradually grow and everything in everything else and when it comes to the point where I'm like booking on a regular basis you know booking voiceover jobs or booking any type of work then I will decide right then and there to actually upgrade to a studio bricks or even a whisper I was thinking about whisper room but I'm like no I'm I'm favoring more towards studio bricks because let's face it if they both work the same I'd rather get something that's way easier to put together but that's just me personally in any case Why am I talking about Studio Bricks all of a sudden? You know, I'm not sponsored by them, so why should I talk about them? Why? Why should I do it? Because I like it. It it is what it is. In any case, I saw Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings this past weekend. This past weekend, like I'm thinking about, it's in the past tense. Yesterday, I saw the movie yesterday, and I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really did. At first, I thought it would be one of those crouching tiger hidden dragons type of things that I think someone actually made a reference to it already but it's one of those moments where I'm like wow someone got handed a shitload of money the director and the writers they took this movie seriously and good credit to the actor himself um forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his name Simu Liu he definitely took this role seriously he knew exactly what he wanted to do he knew exactly what he was doing So, with that being said, we're going to go, spoiler-free, spoiler-free, because I know a lot of people have not seen it yet, so this is going to be a spoiler-free review, 
but we're going to go hard in terms of Shang-Chi. Not Shang-Chi, gotta pay my respect. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Our spoiler-free review. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. A little bit of news to talk about real quick. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout-outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a major shout-out to one of the shows that I've actually just started watching. It's actually been out for, I say, over a year now, so to speak. It's a show on HBO Max. It's called Primal. And I forgot the person's name. Hold on, let me see if I can just quickly search it up oh, actually no I can't search it up because my phone is off right now because I don't want any buzzing or anything else going on but it's a very complicated name I completely forgot what it was and it's a show called Primal if you haven't seen the show yet I it's definitely not for the faint of heart it's definitely not for the faint of heart but the animation is stupendous it is amazing everything flows the color correction is beautiful even though there's barely any dialogue there's zero dialogue to be exact but it's all uh sound effects noises grunts roars and howling and running and everything else for those of you that don't know what the show is about it basically takes place in the stone age where a caveman befriends with a dinosaur and something tragic happens to both of them you know, because they're both, in a way, characters. Uh, well, the dinosaur is a character in and of itself. They're both characters, and something tragic actually happens to them, and they find a way to each other to become friends and actually try to band together to go up against anything, whether it's other dinosaurs, whether it's nature, hunting, food, whatever the case may be. It's a very interesting premise. It's a very interesting concept. And I only saw two episodes so far today, and I'm hooked already. I really am. Like I said, it's not for the faint of heart. So if for any reason you're sensitive about the violence that goes on in the show, it most likely may not be for you. But if you are interested, if you love watching animation, if you love watching something with a sense of color realism or something that that is new, that's different... I highly, highly, I highly recommend this show. It's called Primal. It's on HBO Max. I I know it has a different name to it. I think its name is uh, Tar, Tar, Tardovsky, Tardovsky, something along those lines. But like I said, Primal on HBO Max, I highly recommend it. Go check it out if you haven't seen it. It's already been out for about a year now. I don't know why I postponed it till now, but it's a great show and have fun with it. That's all there is to it. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into our spoiler-free review on Shang-Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings. And that comes up right in a bit. As I stated earlier, a lot of the concerns that I have that pertains to this movie had to do with a lot of the wireworks 
when it comes to action sequences. You see, when it comes to action movies, what makes it very, very believable, at least in my eyes, is the fact that you would always have actors that would do their own stunts. So if you go back into watching 70s and 80s and 90s martial arts films, what comes to your mind? You got Bruce Lee, obviously the number one guy, and Chuck Norris, Jackie Chan, my guy Jackie Chan, Jet Li. You know, all these martial artists, it's so sad that I can only name a few, but that's what I grew up with, is what it is what it is. I'm a millennial, fuck it, it is what it is. All these artists, these martial artists, had a sense of realism when it came to their fights, when it came to their action sequences. And a lot of that has to do with them doing their own stunts. Less wire work, more putting their bodies on the line to give us a magnificent performance. And you can easily, easily name off a a few off the top of your head. You know, Rumble in the Bronx. You got Jet Li's The One. Even though that movie had a lot of special effects, you know, it was really him in a particular way. Uh, let's see, what what else comes off the top of my head? What uh, Jackie Chan's Who Am I was probably one of my top five Jackie Chan movies ever. You know, you got Rush Hour, even though that was more of the comedy type scenario, it the rules still follow. What I'm trying to say is this, a lot of those action sequences had a good sense of realism to it, and Shang-Chi, in my opinion, definitely made me feel that way, and that's what made me appreciate this movie so much more. Granted, there was a few wireworks, and there was a lot of special effects that was going on, but when I watched this movie, when I watched this movie the first time, I was just heavily, heavily invested with how much which how much of the aspect of martial arts actually came into this movie. If you truly think about it, we've never really seen something like this before within the MCU in general, as a whole. Yes, you can make the argument that you can count Iron Fist into it, but the problem with Iron Fist is, even behind the scenes, there would always be, you know, at least an interview or someone would actually come up and say, hey, you know, the main character or the main actor didn't really train this seriously and we had to postpone a lot of the production and everything was half-assed and it was lazy and it was just a clusterfuck from the very beginning. 13 hours of my life just fucking wasted watching Iron Fist. Shang-Chi is a huge step above that. It really is, you know? And it's those action sequences that got me heavenly, heavenly invested and engaged in every scene, pretty much the start, nearly to the end. And we're going to get to that in a bit, nearly towards the end. As I said earlier, you got the actor Simu Liu. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name, but, you know, I, I do the best I can. Simu Liu plays Shang-Chi. And you can tell that you're heavily invested in this character because he's very relatable. For one thing, this movie do, does away with the whole stereotypes when it comes to the Chinese culture. And I feel like this was the type of film that was trying to make you think differently in terms of how Chinese culture is invested in. And what do I mean by Chinese culture? Well, put it this way. From what I know... Because I have a few friends that are also Chinese or, you know, 
um, uh, uh, Cantonese or, you know, uh, Asian in general, whichever, the Korean, whatever, they live a certain lifestyle where everything in a way is about family. It's about legacy. It's about passing down to your children, uh, passing down your, your, your teachings, yourself, Everything has to be, everything has to stay within the family. In most cases, everything stays within the family in terms of, you know, who you marry, what food you eat, how you live, how you train, the martial arts that you train, um, your way of life, what you believe in, what God you believe in, and Buddha and everything else. This movie has a lot of those elements, but it definitely changes it in a way where you don't think about those normal stereotypes. If that makes any sense. It, if I lost you in a way, when you see the movie, if you've seen the movie, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This movie does away with that. And it truly embodies the essence of how this character lives his life in terms of going from one spot to another when it comes to his personal family. Because if you truly think about it, one of the main themes that comes to this film has to do with Living your family's legacy. Are you a product of both your parents? Are you your father's son? Are you the type of person that will follow in your father's footsteps? Or will you behold your mother's memory? You you see where I'm going at with this? And there are a lot of times where I can imagine there are tons of children that... Our parents instill so much responsibility and and so much they put us on a high pedestal where if we don't meet their expectations, we fall less than nothing. And a lot of, as I said earlier, a lot of Chinese culture in a way presents that in so many shapes and forms and in, in almost everything, if you truly think about it. I can remember there's there was at one point. I've met someone, a good friend of mine, where all she wanted was to make her family happy. But her family is so old-fashioned and so culture-driven that she had to follow their rules. And if you watch this movie, it definitely represents that in some way. Which is why... You see the main character, and hopefully I'm not spoiling anything because I only seen the trailer once. You've seen the main character that had to get away from the lifestyle that he was born into and pursued his own path, his own legacy, his own choices. Like, his choices are his own. So, that's what really made me heavily invested in this movie a lot. The humor in this movie was fairly decent. And a lot of the things that I realized about the MCU, the MCU movies in general are always known for their over-the-top humors. When something serious happens, there would always be the comic relief that would say something funny and break the tension. And And it's a way to give the audience a chance to breathe and have fun and relax and whatever. But with this movie, the humor is there, but it's more grounded. It's more realistic. It's more to the fact that you have the comic reliefs, but they're not over the top. That's another thing that I can appreciate about this movie. It is a serious movie, but doesn't take too seriously to the form where it's like, okay, here's this person saying a joke. 
but it's a realistic type of a joke within their own context. It's not something where, oh my goodness, I'm going to say the joke just to have the audience laugh. You know, I hope I'm making sense in this because, again, it's one of these things where, goddamn, I just want to spoil everything so I can give specific examples, but I can't because chances are you haven't seen it yet, so I can only do the best I can. The humor was not over the top, and I'm thoroughly, thoroughly glad that it wasn't over the top. It's as simple as that, really. The humor was spot on. There were a couple of jokes that didn't land, but... Comedy is subjective, so you'll see what you see in terms of how you feel at that time. The villain, probably, I would say, maybe top five villains of the MCU. Maybe top five. He, like, he's getting there in that top five. Very strong, very compelling, very sympathetic. You understood his point of view. You understood his motivation. You understood why he does what he does. You know, because this, in a way, is the... I'm, I'm sure you've already seen from the trailers. This guy is the true Mandarin. And this is the type of villain that that people like us, the audience like us, truly need to see where it's like, okay, I get your point of view, and I side with you, up until you do this other thing that is pretty much going to probably wipe out the entire world. It's just what it is. The villain was very sympathetic to the point where you can connect to him in so in so many ways. Because you understood where he's coming from. You understood his motivation. You understood what makes him tick. And the fact that the movie actually does him justice. And... How it was from the beginning all the way to the end. I have to give tremendous praise to this movie. In a huge, huge majority of aspects. I really do. This movie definitely gets a huge praise. It definitely warrants the 91 or 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the fuck it is. But I know it's over 90. And it definitely has strong, strong credibility. It really does. However, however, it's not perfect. It is not perfect. And now that I've spent all this time kissing its ass, giving it high praise, now we're going to go into the negatives here. I said earlier that the martial arts aspect of this movie was good up until the end. The third act, to me, really changed everything. And the third act was made... To remind the audience, myself and you, that this is an MCU film. Which is both a blessing and a curse at the same time. If you truly think about it. Once it gets into the third act, the martial arts aspect goes right out the window. And then you have all these fantasy type elements that gets introduced and gets included into the context of its own film and its own universe. Where it reminds you, hey... This is an MCU movie, so something big and something grand needs to happen. Personally, I think this movie would have been way stronger without it. If you were to make a Shang-Chi 2, and you include the third act, what happened in the third act, into the second movie, then I could appreciate it maybe a little bit more. And like I said, this is just me being nitpicky. 
But I feel like that was one of the major flaws that this movie had. For the first two acts, it was nonstop action, subtle humor, realism, the family dynamics from start to finish was there. It was all there. Then it got into the third act and it's like, oh yeah, we need to have this big fucking boss battle type of a thing where it's like, oh my god. God damn, I, I want to go back to the first two acts. I, I really do. I want to go back to the first two acts. That Again, that's just me personally. Speaking of third act, the editing was choppy as hell. It was very hard for me to follow what the hell was going on. Again, it probably had a lot to do with them fitting so many elements into one. In terms of the boss battle. In terms of you know the final epic conclusion. There was just so much going on into the third act. It was hard for me to keep track where everything was. If you combine this movie with let's say a little bit of Dragon Ball. Like like if this, this can be a live action Dragon Ball type of a film. I think it, it really is. But then you have to see what the hell is going on. And to me, it was so hard to the fact that I couldn't tell where the main characters were. I couldn't tell how the boss was. I keep on saying boss, but you're going to know what I'm talking about when you see the movie. How the boss was even, you know, how he was doing his thing. It It's like, it's one of those moments where I'm like, God damn, can you just keep it a little bit more grounded and then something was going here and then something was going here. Again, it was just so much to follow. It really was. Another negative that I have is I really wished this movie focused more on the siblings. I can't speak much about it because it's a spoiler-free review, but I really wish this movie focused on both the brother and sister as opposed to just a brother by himself. Now, I understand the character progression and the character motivation of each person that's involved. But considering that both of these characters are involved in this film, I really wished the this part of the MCU, now that we're in Marvel Phase 4, it actually focused on both of them as opposed to just one. Now, I get it that the movie is called Shang-Chi and it's related and only noticed to him by himself. But if you wanted to do something different and you wanted to include the strong element of family, living to your parents' expectations, um, child, uh, uh, sons and daughters of, you know, rulers or whatever... You could have made that aspect a little bit better. And I feel like it could have been a little bit more relatable. Again, that's just me personally. There were one or two characters that was introduced. That I felt like it was done for fan service. To me, it wasn't needed. But again, it's fan service. So I'm just going to let it slide. And also, there's a character. Because there's two post credit scenes. The first post-credit uh, post scene... Keep on stumbling upon my words here. The first post-credit scene, you had a character who we thought would stay the way they are, but they uh, end up changing. And we're like, huh, 
how and why. I thought the main conclusion of that character was for them to be the way they are. When you see the movie, you'll understand exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, and one more thing. The... <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even know what he is. I'm just going to call him by his character's name. Morris. I, I, I thought it's either Boris or Morris. I, I think it's Morris. If Disney does not take advantage over Morris toys... Because they make a huge majority of their profits through merchandise. If they do not take advantage of Morris plush toys. What the hell are you even doing? What the hell are you even doing? That thing was so cute. So adorable. And it's, and it's only missing a key component of itself. But it was adorable. Again, I can't spoil what it is, but when you see the movie, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. Morris is awesome, and I really wish Disney will take it. I'm sure they will. Eventually, they will. But I really hope Morris takes full advantage over making these toys of Morris, and guess what? I would get one in a heartbeat. Overall, this movie was good. This movie was great. Not perfect, but great. Definitely a top 5 comic book film of 2021. I will definitely go see it again. It's very rare that I would say that. I would say rare. It's actually pretty common. I would definitely go see it again sometime within this week when I have free time. And I'll probably bring my significant other or a friend of mine or whoever else that wants to see it as well. If I would have to grade this movie... I would give it a strong 4 out of 5. And I feel like that's reasonable. 4 out of 5. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. It's damn good. And it's good to the fact that I would love to see it again. That's all I gotta say about that. Now, I was about to say, that's all we have. No. There were a couple of news that I wanted to bring up real quick. I am debating, I am debating going back into video podcasting, but instead of me doing the full 30 minutes because I've already tried it numerous times already through YouTube, it just does not work for me. And I don't really, I, you know, the old saying, we are our worst critics. I hate looking at myself. I really do. And I would not want to look at myself for 30 minutes, just talking about something when I know full well that if I engage with somebody, it would be a lot easier. However, I will be making small videos, small clips, not podcast related. Well, mm, they're more like blogs. Sorry if I'm confusing you. They're more like blogs. It's it like blogging in a way. And it's my way of connecting to you. It's my way of connecting either what's going on in the world, how my experiences have been, how I got to my point, what do I feel in certain things. And I think the reason why I'm doing this is because, well, once again, I want to connect to you. And I want to build a community where I know full well that if I can connect to you and I can make your life slightly better, 
than me just talking about comics, but me actually talking about other things, whether it's life, whether it's relationships, whether it's career decisions, whether, you know, it's okay to fail. How do you perceive certain things? How do you, uh, what choices you make? Um, the mistakes I made, you know, things like that. I feel like it's my way to be open and honest. And to be honest, it's more of my way of trying to put myself more out there. It really is. But I want to do it with a sense of purpose. And I want to do it to the point where I want to give myself a chance to try video, uh, creating content video again. And see if I can have fun with it. Now, I don't know when this is going to be. I want it to be. I really do want it to be this week, but I don't know when it is for sure. I don't know what the first video is going to be for sure. I don't even know how long it's going to be yet. It's probably going to be around three to five minutes long, if that. But it's probably going to be something that I'm very passionate in talking about. It's probably going to be something that I feel like I want to get off my chest. And as I said numerous times already, it's my way of connecting to you. So more details about that will be coming soon. and. I really hope you enjoy the content that I put out because some of it is going to be funny, some of it is going to be heart-wrenching, and some of it is going to be sad. But like I said, it's my way of being out there more for the whole world to see. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, if you want to be on the podcast in any way, shape, or form, you know how to do it. You can hit me up, Voice of Garcia, on Instagram or Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. You can hit me up on Mike Garcia VO on my LinkedIn because I love using LinkedIn and I love connecting to people. I talk to so many numerous people. I'm actually having a meeting meeting with someone come tomorrow night. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about, but it's our way of connecting together. And I feel like it should be with everybody that not only wants to tune into the podcast, but wants to tune out of the podcast and want to talk to me on a personal level. And like I said, if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to talk about, even if you just want to be heard and you just want me to listen, be sure I am your guy. And it's like anything else, if you want my services, if you want to hire me for your projects or whatever it is, whether it's podcasting, promos, radio imaging, commercials, infomercials, I wouldn't say infomercials, but narration, e-learning, whatever the case may be, you know how to do it. You can go on my website, voiceofgarcia.com, and you can go on my podcast and hit that like and follow subscribe button on Spotify and iTunes. It helps me out tremendously. You want me to be out there more for the people to listen to? Well, guess what? All you got to do is just hit that like and button subscribe, man. It's what you got to do is what you do best, man. I know I'm talking on so much for so long, but hey, hey, it's all in good fun. It's all in good faith. Now. Here's come with episode 137. This is our superhero quote of the day. And I don't know this guy's name, but this is based on memory. I want to give a quote from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm going to call him the wise one. And he shoots bows and arrows. It was towards the ending of the film. And actually, no. Was it the old man or was it the lady? I feel like it was the lady. I think it's the lady. The wise old lady said... 
If you aim at nothing, you'll achieve nothing. And my reaction to that is this. Have a goal, have a destination, and you keep shooting that goddamn arrow. And you'll hit the bullseye. And when you do, it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Guys, have a great rest of the day. I know we have one more day for Labor Day. That is tomorrow. I will be back on Tuesday to talk more stuff on all the hilarious happenings that goes on in the world of the comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be. And always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. And trust me, we're probably going to do another top five of the week because there's been some other news that has been going under the radar, especially with something that comes with either Disney or Warner or whatever, but it's piqued my interest and I want to give us some time to thoroughly talk about it and look at both sides of the coin. Have a great Labor Day, guys. Please stay safe. Don't drink and drive. You know the deal. As always, till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.